The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Lori Gotch Delaney, a fairy godmother travel travel agent, about how to plan a honeymoon at Walt Disney World. And I thought you guys would be interested to know because I see this question a lot on all the message boards, the Facebook groups. People say, I'm going to Disney, it's my first time, or I've been there a bunch of times, but I want to do something special for my honeymoon. What are some of the special extra things I can do at Walt Disney World for my honeymoon? And Lori has a lot of experience with this because not only is she a Disney travel agent and graduate of the Disney College of Knowledge, but she got married and had her honeymoon at Walt Disney World. So welcome, Lori. Thank you. It's great to be here, Carrie. Thanks so much for being on the show today. First, I think a lot of us, and I know I didn't know this either when I first started planning, a lot of people think that when you work with a travel agent, it's going to cost you extra money and it'll add to the cost of your trip. But in fact, many travel agents are free and they can save you money. Can you tell my listeners a little bit about that? Sure. Well, working with an authorized Disney vacation agency, such as Fairy Godmother Travel, Disney actually calls us earmarked agencies, and there's a little Mickey symbol for that. We're not allowed to charge any planning fees of any sort or any fees. So what happens is when someone books a trip with us, you'll get personalized services, whether it's booking your fast passes or your dining or just simply asking questions or helping you with an itinerary. You know, how do I get from here to there? All of those services are actually free to our clients. It just comes as a special service when you book with us rather than directly with Disney. Interesting. Okay. And then also, sometimes people think, well, the travel agents can't get the best deals. But that's not right, right? Right. So what happens is our prices are the same as Disney, but what we are able to do and what I do for my clients, as soon as Disney releases an offer, and I'm kind of giggling because it's always like, really exciting for everyone, both agents and guests, when Disney releases a new promo or offer, we get all excited because we know we can save our clients money. So as soon as an offer is released, I see who has dates during that offer. The client doesn't have to do anything. I go on, I try to adjust their reservation to save them money, or sometimes they can upgrade a view or a resort for a very, very small increment in charge and they don't have to do anything. I'll just text my client and say, I was just able to save you $200 on your stay, or 
I can book you a pool view for only $40 more for the whole stay. And they enjoy that because they don't have to do anything. They just text me back and say, oh, yeah, let's do it. You know, and, and it's nice. They're not even aware sometimes that the offer is being released that day. So that's another thing that we do. We watch for all those offers. And if something is released for a guest travel date, we adjust their reservation accordingly. Or as I like to say, automagically. That's what I say. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, I sure wish I had known about this because when I planned my Walt Disney World honeymoon, I'd only been once for a couple days for our planning session and it was very stressful. And I think that if I'd had somebody who was a pro helping me for free, it would have been a lot easier. <laughs> I do get that from a lot of my clients who didn't know, you know, what travel agents, especially, you know, Disney specialized travel agents can do for them. And they'll, they'll say after, oh, I wish I had known. I would have, you know, booked my whole wedding trip with you because I had all these guests and the guests are coming to them asking questions, you know, and they're just want to worry about their wedding. And then people can push their guests and anything that happens then after their honeymoon. I mean, brides shouldn't worry about planning. That's how I feel. Their honeymoon or any of the travel part. And that, that's my job. And I've been a Disney bride, so I know what's involved. Yeah, that's a really good point because if you're also having a wedding at Walt Disney World before the honeymoon and you're bringing all your guests, if they haven't been there before, they're going to have a ton of questions. And because you're the bride, they're going to ask you. So it is really nice if you can say, here is the contact information for my travel agent. She can tell you everything you need to know. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> So great. Well, let's start in. This is part one of a two-part series because we could spend every single episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast talking about a different aspect of honeymooning at Walt Disney World. But we're going to try to give you an overview so that if you are planning, you can have kind of a crash course. But we are going to split it into two parts because there's just so much to cover. One thing to know about honeymoons at Walt Disney World is Disney does not have any actual honeymoon packages. They make it sound on their Disney's Fairytale Weddings and Honeymoons site like they do, but they do not. You have to book everything yourself. And I think the site has a couple suggestions of fun things to do, but the closest thing they have to that are these enhanced dining packages, which we'll talk about later in the show. So starting off part one, the first thing to know about celebrating your honeymoon at Walt Disney World is to let people know that you are celebrating. So first of all, on all of your reservations, definitely call or have your travel agent call and make sure that your hotel reservation has that marked and all of your dining reservations have that marked. This is very important for those dining reservations to have that. And the reason it is important is because you might, now don't go into it expecting this or you might be disappointed, but there's a very good chance that when they see that you're celebrating your honeymoon, they will give you some extra pixie dust, whether it's just wishing you a special occasion. Sometimes they give you a personalized menu with your names on it. Sometimes you get a free dessert, which is my favorite perk. So <laughs> <laughs> you have to carpet bomb these people. You know, just put it on your reservation everywhere and then you will increase your chances that they might do something nice to help you celebrate. That's right. I think that's one of the best things. And I think a lot of people don't know about it or don't do it enough. Right. Or then you see people who come onto the Diz boards and they're like, what can I expect to get as a honeymooner at Walt mm. Disney World? And you're like, do not expect anything because you hear these stories of people who are like, I was there for two weeks and nobody said anything and you feel terrible for them. But then other people are like, I got to ride on this ride twice in a row and they gave us a free upgrade at the hotel. And so you never know. But as long as you are working hard to let everybody know, you are increasing your chances. And that is where the next aspect comes in, and that is 
Wear it. Wear it on a button. Wear the wedding ears. Get shirts made that say bride and groom or I just got married at Walt Disney World and all I got was this lousy groom or, you know, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So the people know because I think that was one reason we got so much attention is we have the ears that we specially made these baseball hats with the ears and a little veil and they said bride and groom and we had shirts that said all that we were celebrating. And so people couldn't help but notice that that was our special occasion. Yeah, I think it's really important. The buttons do add a lot, and and it depends on the cast members. Like, some might just say, oh, congratulations, and then others want to hear about, like, oh, what was the wedding like? But they're all different, you know? And sometimes you do get, even just walking through the park, you know, people you, you might be handed a balloon. You might be handed a, a fast pass, or nothing might happen. But that's the nice thing about it. I always tell people, as you said, nothing's guaranteed. Don't expect. But then when it happens, it's such a nice surprise. Yeah. And I think one of the most meaningful interactions we had, I think we were there on our anniversary and we had ears that we'd made that said anniversary and we had our anniversary shirts. This other couple stopped us and they said, we came here for our honeymoon and then our first anniversary 15 years ago and we're still together. And, you know, congratulations to you. This is the right way to start out your marriage. And it was so sweet and meaningful. I think that's true too. I think when, when, um, when you walk around the park, whenever I, I know personally as a previous Disney bride and groom, when we see another couple, even my husband, you know, with with the ears, he'll say, oh, look, honey, look, they just got married. (laughs) So you kind of have, and I always congratulate and I ask them, you know, oh, where was the wedding? And it's a nice kind of camaraderie, you know, between people who who are on their honeymoon celebrating. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. So the next major thing you're going to want to plan when you're planning your honeymoon at Walt Disney World is what resort you stay at. Now, you may want to stay off property. We're going to talk about the on-property resorts, mostly because there's just something so magical about when you're staying there and you're in the bubble. I think they call it the Disney bubble (laughs) the whole time. (laughs) Yeah. I've heard that that term recently, actually, um, a lot, you know. Right. Right. Yeah. Plus, Disney does everything they can to keep you on property by giving you perks for staying there. And you can use the magic bands and make your reservations farther ahead. And so we'll just focus on that this time. Perhaps that's another show is, you know, great places to stay offsite. But there are some economical options on site. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. How do you decide which type of place do you want to stay in? I think the first thing to consider is how much time do you plan to spend in your room? And often I know people who, when you're going on a regular trip to Disney, it's like a commando tour and you are out in the parks from dawn till dusk. The room is just a place to sleep. But one thing to consider on your honeymoon is that you're going to want to take more time to relax and just enjoy being newly married and getting to do fun things together as a couple. I agree. There are couples who do still like to do the commando thing, but I still always suggest to a honeymoon couple, at least try to build in some nice, you know, meals. And if you're eating a meal in the hotel, then you're there already. It's much more relaxing. And, you know, if you're building in special time for like, we'll talk about, I'm sure, couples massages. I mean, there's so many things you can do, but you want to try to build in a little bit of downtime in a honeymoon. You don't want to be exhausted from touring the parks all the time. I definitely agree with that. I think that we tried to build in, I think it was 
every three days, two days or three days of our honeymoon, we took a day off. So like the day after our wedding, we just spent it completely at the pool, which we were staying at the Yacht and Beach Club. So we had like a mini water park and it's very easy to spend the whole day at the pool. Um, <laughs> and it's so relaxing. And then every couple days, we'd take a day where maybe we'd tour the resorts where we hadn't seen all the different lobby decorations, especially if you're there at the holidays when they do up the lobbies. That's a fun thing to do. Or do some of these other things we're going to talk about in today's episode and next week's episode. These are a good thing to sprinkle in among the days where you spend the whole day at the Magic Kingdom or you spend the whole day at Epcot or you go between Epcot and Hollywood Studios. Right. So the other thing you're going to want to consider is, okay, what type of resort do I want to stay at? Disney has divided the resorts into four categories, value, moderate, deluxe, and then deluxe villas, which are the Disney Vacation Club villas, which we're going to talk about in a second. And maybe going to a value, if you stick with a value, it will allow you to afford to do other fun, special things on your trip, like we're going to talk about eating at fancy restaurants or doing a private event. Maybe a moderate is one that you can shoot for because it has a little bit nicer level of luxury, but you're still saving enough money that you can do some fun stuff. And then some people are just like, you know what? It's my honeymoon, deluxe all the way. I'm going to splurge. I'm going to spend more time in the room, and I want to have a really nice room. Some couples would like to stay in the deluxe resorts, but maybe budget for honeymoon only allows value. But sometimes what you can do is split and do, say, three nights in a value and two nights in a deluxe. And that's easy. And I'm sure you've talked about resort hopping. That is a way, especially for a honeymoon, you want a special couple of nights or one night or two nights that may be, you know, the only way you can do a deluxe is split it with a value. So that's just an idea. You can still kind of treat yourselves, but it's still financially, could be financially doable. That's a really great point. And that's actually what we did. We stayed at five different places over two weeks for our wedding and honeymoon because, yeah, it allowed us to stay at some nicer places, but we only stayed there for a couple nights and then we could stay at more inexpensive places for a longer period in between. For us, we didn't mind it. Disney makes it very easy for you to transfer between Disney resorts because you can pack up your luggage and give it to Bell Services. And while you're playing in the parks, they will move it to your new resort for you. The only trick is if you're going to need something out of it. So just make sure to take whatever (laughs) you need with you for that day. But Disney likes you to be able to transfer to another Disney hotel. So they make it really easy. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's, it's, I couldn't believe the first time I did it how easy it was to do. The one thing we found for us, we prefer to stay someplace at least two nights because then you at least get to feel like you've settled in a bit. We did stay at the Grand Floridian on the very last night of our honeymoon because it was our free night that we got for having a room block for our Disney's fairy tale wedding. And it was wonderful, but just didn't feel like enough time. You can't unpack your suitcase or really explore the resort. You just are there for the for the one night. So Right. Yeah, I think, you know, one night in a place to especially depending what time you're flying out, if you are leaving the next day, it could be tough. So if you can swing two nights, it's just it's a just an idea. You know, if you can't afford the whole honeymoon at a deluxe, but you know, there are some brides out there who really want to stay at the Polynesian or at Beach Club, Yacht Club or at Grand Floridian or whatever it is think about it. You know, I just always feel like to throw it out there because a lot of people don't even realize they can do it. Right. And my other tip would be put it at the end of your trip so that you're not having to downgrade from the Grand Floridian to like all-star <laughs> movies or something. I think it would just be so demoralizing. <laughs> yeah, it could it could be a bit of a bummer if you switched it the other way. Yeah. 
So another way that you might be able to afford to stay at a deluxe resort is by renting Disney Vacation Club points. And I have actually done a whole show on this because it's can be kind of daunting or overwhelming to people who have never heard of it before. They don't understand how it works. So I'll put the link to that show in the post for this show. But basically what you're doing is you're finding someone who is a member of the Disney Vacation Club who has points that they can't use. They're trying to get rid of because their points, they have to use them before a certain deadline. And you pay them a certain amount per point and then they make the reservation for you. And there are several ways to do it that are quite secure. They're online. Their entire business is devoted to helping you make these reservations. They usually charge more per point than if you just find a person. And we've always had good luck finding people through the Diz boards or through mouse owners where you can get to know people one-on-one and find out what they're really like (laughs) and then work with them to rent Disney Vacation Club points. Because all of the Disney Vacation Club resorts are deluxe resorts. And The price for points has gone up over the years, but so has the price of staying at those places. And we find we usually spend about 50% of what the rack rate is at that resort on our Disney Vacation Club stays. We stayed at two Disney Vacation Club resorts on our honeymoon during the week because it's cheaper to stay during the week. And we were paying half what we could have paid if we just booked straight with Disney. Right. That sounds about right to me from what I know about renting and renting as the rentee and renting as a rentor or renter, I should say. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because you own Disney Vacation Club. Do you want to talk a little bit about how renting works? We do. I have to be honest, I have not used any of the outside services just because to be honest, we usually use most (laughs) most of our points. (laughs) We don't have a lot to rent, but I know of a few sites and I'm sure Carrie will, you know, link to those in, in that podcast as well as the Diz boards. I know it's done on there. I do want to say that one of the things I just have heard is sometimes, and it's usually good to do this, is sometimes there's a contract involved. There should be. If it's if you're working with just an individual, um, maybe ask them if they have a contract because, you know, that way you're covered, especially if it's the honeymoon. You don't want anything to go wrong. Right. And they will, you know, if you want the dining plan, the member actually has to book the dining plan for you. And if you want Dizzy's Magical Express, that also has to go through the member. But other than that, I mean, your fast passes or actual dining reservations, you know, you can always do. And I do know that people do save a bunch of money when they do rent DVC points. So it's definitely a viable option for deluxe properties. Definitely. Yeah. So another thing that you might be considering when you're planning your honeymoon at Walt Disney World and you're thinking about where you want to stay is booking on the club level. And sometimes people refer to this as the concierge level. And what that is, is rooms that are usually on a higher floor and they have access to a club lounge where they have snacks throughout the day. And these are pretty heavy hors d'oeuvres. Like you could probably (laughs) make a meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner out of what they give you at the club lounge. So for some people, That sounds like a really good deal. Now, when you book on the club level, you can figure you're going to spend at least $150 per night more than the regular rate at that resort. Sometimes, depending on the view of the room that you book, it might be a little less. Sometimes it might be more. But it's going to add at least $150 to your bill. So if you're looking at it on a pure cost basis... Will you be getting $150 worth of free food? Perhaps. (laughs) But they also have perks like they can help you book dining reservations and tours and activities. I've always wondered, and maybe, Laura, you can speak to this, if they have the ability to book things that are already booked up, like can they get you that hot ticket, be our guest, reservation, or are they using the same system? I've been told both. So I actually always 
was told that they're using the same system. They've checked things for people um, and they weren't able to help. But yet, recently I have heard that someone wanted, I don't remember if it was Be Our Guest, but it was something, you know, special. It was one of the high demand restaurants on property and they couldn't get it. And the concierge level was able to secure it for them. So again, I think it's one of those things where it can't be guaranteed, but it's a possibility. And one of the other things I want to just throw in about the club lounge is that if you do drink alcohol, there's usually alcohol there as well, which, you know, if you want beer or wine with your hors d'oeuvres in the evening, it's nice. And that would also involve, is it worth it to me? Because are we drinking wine with dinner anyway? Or would we want a glass of wine at the bar before we go to dinner? If you're staying club level, you can have your appetizers and wine and then go off to dinner someplace. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So it's more than just the food. There's also the free alcohol. So maybe that would help make up the difference to you. And it's $150 for the room, not $150 per person. So, and again, $150 is not set in stone, guys. I'm just using this as an average, but you can expect to pay no less than that probably. Do you want me to talk about the old, um, because I have seen this recently too with some of the offers. Um, Yes. You know, that a lot of times, like for the poly, that's a perfect example because um, I have clients and I'm trying and on the offer and I'll try to switch someone to the poly or find out how much the poly is and all that's available is club level because it's such a popular resort, you know, so they'll offer the club level because they have that availability and sometimes you can get a good deal. I had one client switch, um, first she switched from Port Orleans French Quarter to Wilderness Lodge and then another offer came out and she able she upgraded to Wilderness Lodge club level. Wow. Because of these offers, you know, because it was such a good deal. So, um, and actually on our, was it our honeymoon? No, it was on Owen's first trip. I'm just throwing this out there. I don't know if you would want to put this in there. But um, on on his first trip, we were able to um, book a club level room at Animal Kingdom Lodge for less than what a Savannah view cost at the time. So this was years ago, but it does happen. Um, You can get on offers. a good deal if you're interested in the club level at all. Um, and that's always a possibility to switch to it um, once an offer is released. So if, if you're like, oh, we don't know if we have the money in our original budget, then an offer comes out. Oh, look, we can get club level. And look, it's such a good deal. Let's do it. It's our honeymoon. So that's great. Yeah. Another thing to consider with club level is sometimes when you're booking during a popular offer, it might be the only thing that's left in that offer. But if you really look at it, it's actually a pretty good deal. Lori, can you talk about your experience with that? There was one time, actually, it was my, before my husband was my husband, um, his first trip to Walt Disney World. We had had an Animal Kingdom Lodge Savannah View room book for a few nights. And then an offer was released where the club level actually ended up being less money than the regular Savannah view room. I couldn't believe it. I was like, Oh, club level. So of course we switched because it was less money and we were able to stay club level. So that was a great experience. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So these are all things to consider when you're booking your honeymoon. Now you have decided where you want to stay. Let's talk about where you want to eat because a lot of the fun experiences that you can have to celebrate your honeymoon involve food. (laughs) (laughs) So first of all, signature restaurants. You may be the type of person who's been to Disney a lot, but you only ever go to the quick service places because you want to stay on your feet and keep going throughout the day. And this might be your chance to experience some of the higher end 
take-your-time kind of restaurants at Disney that you have not experienced in the past. I agree. I think it's the perfect time to try one or even two signature restaurants, you know, for such a special occasion as, as a honeymoon. A lot of people, that's one of the things that they kind of set money aside or budget aside to treat themselves. Definitely. And one tip would be if you are on a budget, when we went on our honeymoon, we split a lot of our meals. And Disney, they feed you very generous portions. So we were not (laughs) starving and we split our meals and we saved a lot of money. Yeah, that is a really good idea. The other way you can save money is if you have the Tables in Wonderland card, which is available to annual pass holders and to Disney Vacation Club members and to Florida residents. So unfortunately, Disney recently stopped giving annual passes with Disney's Fairytale Weddings, but that was a way that a lot of us were able to get Tables in Wonderland because we got annual passes when we got married at Disney World. But if you are going for such a long trip that getting at least one annual pass makes sense financially for your admission, then you can use that to purchase the Tables in Wonderland card. And I believe the break-even point, it's gone up recently because the price went up, but it's still something like $500. So you'd have to be there a bit, but if you get alcohol, it applies to alcohol. So that can help you reach the threshold where you break even and then you start to save a lot of money. We use the Tables in Wonderland card a lot because we're DVC members, so we we get it that way. It was $500 was the break even point before the prices went up a little bit. Still not too much more than that. And again, if we eat, we do eat when we go in a lot of signature restaurants. So after two to three of those dinners over a week, we broke even with the card, you know. So it's it's important to do the math, of course, but it is a really great way to save. And also with the Tables of Wonderland card, it's actually also you can use it at quick service restaurants where there are only quick service restaurants. So if you're staying at one of the value resorts, you can actually use it in the food court there. It's not table service, but um, they do allow it there. And it used to be, and I'm not sure if this will change now, but you could also use it at Pizza Fari and right. Flame Tree Barbecue in Animal Kingdom. It was you could also use it there. Last year, I don't know about things change every year, but that's just something to throw out there. Right. So if you're interested in Tables in Wonderland, it's a 20% discount on food and beverages including alcohol. So again, if you do like to get a glass of wine, it can help you save a lot of money, maybe more than if you're like us and we're teetotalers and we're splitting meals. (laughs) Uh, But what's cool as an advantage over, say, the Disney dining plan is that you pick exactly what food you get and how much you get. You don't have to like, oh, I need to eat an appetizer and a dessert because Mm. it comes included. Like if you only want to go for dessert, you can still get the discount. So, And the other thing to know about it is it does have an automatic 18% gratuity. So for some people, they say, well, you're really only saving 2%. But if you're somebody who always tips 20% or even 15% anyway, it's not going to be that much of a difference and you're going to be saving money. Right. So if you're interested in Tables in Wonderland, I think their website is tablesinwonderland.com and you can check out how that works and if you qualify. Now, another thing about dining at signature restaurants is a lot of them have great views of the fireworks. And I think a dinner with view of fireworks is a pretty awesome thing to do. So some of those are, you can see them from Narcoosie's at the Grand Floridian. You can see them from California Grill at the Contemporary. And another place that people don't talk about a lot that we really enjoyed was Monsieur Paul in France at Epcot because it's up on the second story. And if you sit by the windows, you can see illuminations through the windows. And that's actually one of our new favorite restaurants. And uh, when when you introed this and talked about 
dining on honeymoons. Now, that's the first one that comes to mind is that restaurant. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And another tip I would have is Cinderella's Royal Table. Now, of course, we all know the food isn't super great, but if you can get that table for two right up against the windows during the fireworks show, the fireworks go off right behind the castle in Fantasyland. So it's it feels like you're actually inside the show. It's amazing. Yeah, it's a special experience. So speaking of special dining experiences, <laughs> <laughs> Disney has some preset activities, dining meals that you can do that you pay a flat rate and you get to do something a little bit special with your meal. So I think the number one thing, the one that was the most interesting to us that we did on our honeymoon was dine with an Imagineer. And that right now that takes place at the Brown Derby. I think in the past they've also done it at Flying Fish. But at the Brown Derby at Hollywood Studios, there's a little private room that you and a very small group go to and a real live Imagineer comes in and has lunch with you and answers all your questions and talks about aspects of, you know, what his or her job is at Imagineering. In our experience, the poor guy never got to have more than about two bites of his meal because he had to talk the whole time, <laughs> but we had a great time. <laughs> we actually did that too, and it, it, we really enjoyed the experience. And I've heard that I think like a lot of Disney tours and experiences, the group can range. So they'll have a maximum limit. So I think ours table was full with 10 people, I think it was. But I know some people have gone on the Dine with an Imagineer. And some people said they were the only two people there. Wow. So it, that's a chance that you could have this private meal with, with an Imagineer. Again, not guaranteed. Depends on how many other people book your day and your time. But great food, really interesting conversation. You're allowed to ask questions. And then you get a special take-home souvenir. I forget even when ours, I think ours was a glass plate. Yes. And the Imagineer signed it. I don't know if they're still doing the same souvenir, but usually you get to bring home some sort of keepsake from the meal. Yeah, that's great. And this, you can book yourself like you would book any other special event that's available on Disney's website, or you can have your travel agent book it for you. Yes, it is one of the things that I would do in my services for my clients is, is book these types of experiences for them. That's great. And another similar idea is the chef's dinners. These are a bit like the chef dinners that they have during the Food and Wine Festival, but they're held at the restaurants in the resorts all throughout the year. And they're not regularly scheduled, but every once in a while you'll hear about one happening. I know Flying Fish used to do a lot. I think they're about to go under a big renovation, so they may move those to some other signature restaurant. But that can be another opportunity where, in this case, you're talking to the chef about what you're eating and why he or she chose it and the theme for the night. And I know they have one at Citrico's, right? Yeah, I think when you book the private room at Citrico's, the chef comes out and talks to you about what you're eating. Right, yeah. right. Oh, right, right. So it might not be exactly the same thing. But quite similar. And also at Victoria and Albert's, you know, just going to Victoria and Albert's and eating in the main <laughs> dining room is very expensive and a, definitely a honeymoon-worthy experience. And then on top of that, they also have the Queen Victoria room, where I think there are only four tables in there, and the menu is even bigger. And then on top of that, they also have a chef's table, which is super hard to get, but I'm sure Lori can get it for you. <laughs> and that's where you sit at the chef's table, and he talks about what he's making, and you have a million courses, and it's definitely a special once-in-a-lifetime honeymoon kind of thing to do. Right. That's like a above and beyond experience for your honeymoon. <laughs> and I think that one, the chef's table at Victoria and Albert's, that's definitely one of the ones that you have to book as soon as the window opens. So that would be where your travel agent would come in. Correct. Yeah. 6 a.m. in the morning. And uh, I would be online getting that for you or calling in at 7 a.m. at your 180 days out from your check-in date. 
we were talking about the special dining experiences, and I'm not sure of all of the rest the hotels that have them, but they do have a few. Like for instance, at Animal Kingdom Lodge, they have that Winyama Safari, and they also have like you can tour the dining room. That's free, but you can do the Winyama Safari, which is a private. 10 to 12 person little truck and they take you all around the property of Animal Kingdom Lodge and give you a private tour of the Savannah led by two safari guides. And then after that, you have a tasting menu meal at Jigo. And uh, it's a very nice experience. I've actually done it twice, but it's one of those because it is a little pricey. Also, I feel like it's um, it's it, but involves a really nice dinner at Jigo. But I believe for that, you do have to be staying at Animal Kingdom Lodge. You can't book it if unless you're staying at that property. But you don't have to stay concierge, right? They used to have no, a tour it, where you had exactly. to be concierge. It is the same tour, and you did used to have to stay concierge, but now they've opened it up to all resort guests. Oh, that's great. So you can save money on your room and put it toward the safari. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's a great, as I said, we've done it twice and that's you know it, it was totally worth it it was a really especially if you love animals you know if you're if you uh, don't want a giraffe sticking its head like literally right next to your head then maybe you wouldn't want to do it who wouldn't that, yeah they put their heads like right in the truck so they're very friendly but if if you're into nature and you're really into the interested in the animals and you know you're staying in animal kingdom lodge for part or all of your honeymoon it's just one of the special experiences that you can do while you're there that's great yeah that sounds really fun And then another thing you might want to investigate are the enhanced dining packages that Disney offers. So as I mentioned in the introduction, Disney does not have honeymoon packages, but the closest thing they have to a honeymoon package would be these premium and platinum dining packages. So if you're familiar with the way Disney's dining packages work, there are different levels, and depending on how much you pay, you get a certain number of meals included, and then you can eat at certain restaurants. Most people look at maybe the deluxe dining, or they look at the one down where it has just quick service meals. But at the top end of the spectrum, Disney has premium packages and then platinum packages. And these are dining packages that include all kinds of other things. So like unlimited activities at the resorts, meaning you can go horseback riding if they have it. You can go get parasailing. Boat, yeah, boat rentals, parasailing. They'll have or carriage rides. It might include special viewing for a fireworks show. It usually includes the PhotoPass memory maker where you... Every photo pass picture you get taken during your trip is all included on in one disc or uh, maybe it's a thumb drive now. So they have a ton of extra activities that are all rolled into one and you pay this one, not low, but definitely a flat rate, <laughs> uh, <laughs> usually several hundred dollars per person per day on top of the normal price of the package. I've never thought they were a very good deal just because there's no humanly possible way you would ever take advantage of everything in the package. (laughs) Right, unless you were there for maybe two to three weeks. And yeah. Right. It's a lot. It is a lot. I've I've looked into it for a number of clients and even the ones who have entertained the idea of it, then they they really look at it and they're like, I think we'd use all these, but not this part of it. You're right, Carrie. I mean, it's a lot of extras that you're getting. So you want to look at, you know, will we actually be using it and getting the best deal for our money that we're putting out for this plan? Right. Yeah. So if you're going on your honeymoon and your uncle got rocks has given you a blank check and you don't (laughs) want to have to plan anything... Book one of these, (laughs) and then you can do everything. (laughs) 
And then another thing I see people want often on their honeymoon trips to Walt Disney World is a special cake. So you can order, there are a bunch of different ways to order a cake at Walt Disney World, and they don't make it very easy to find them. So I actually have a page on my website that's like a complete rundown of all the different ways to order a cake at Walt Disney World. And then another page that's you look up your resort and it says what the options are and who to call or who to email and how much it'll cost because they don't make it very clear. There's not like a web page you can go to where you can see all the cakes and say, I would like to have this on my honeymoon. So if you follow those instructions, basically you can get at the podium of any restaurant at Walt Disney World except for Victoria and Albert's. You can just walk up when you check in for your reservation and say, hey, I'd like a celebration cake. And they have these all chocolate or all vanilla cake that they supposedly do not freeze. I have had (laughs) talked to people who have gotten them and they've been like rock solid and cold in the middle, but supposedly they're fresh cakes that they whip out and they bring to your table and they cost about $25 and they're just good like spur of the moment kind of cakes. But if you want a real cake, like a good cake with custom flavors and fondant covering and fancy decorations, you need to be working with a place that is serviced by the pastry team of one of the deluxe resorts. And so on my website, I list the phone numbers for getting a hold of them and who does what. So like if you're staying at Wilderness Lodge, they do not have a fancy cake pastry team on site, but the Contemporary Resort will deliver a cake there for free. So you can look up your resort and find out who you would need to call to place that order and the kinds of things you can do. The other thing is, like I say, there's no website of like sample cakes with the exception of they have a Mickey head shaped cake that it feeds like 15 people. It's huge, but apparently it's really good. And it's chocolate and vanilla mixed. That is standard. You can order that in advance pretty much anywhere on property. But they don't have just set like, here's what the Cinderella cake looks like. Here's what the Mickey cake looks like. So it's a good idea to do research online. I mean, you can just Google the theme you're looking for and the word cake and send in photos and the Disney chefs will help you recreate them. And I've personally, not in person, but I have seen pictures of some of these cakes that they come up with and they're breathtaking. Even as small little cakes, they're they're beautiful. Yeah. And also very tasty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's our favorite thing to get now is the mini cakes because uh, even a six-inch cake is huge for two people and you'll be eating it for days. But a mini <laughs> cake, you can get most places. And that is good for, you know, just whack it in half and the two of you can finish it off. <laughs> so um, we've actually replicated, we've had them replicate various tiers of our wedding cake and do a mini version of our wedding cake. And every time we go for our anniversary, there's some new crazy request I have for them. And they've all been delicious. Okay, so I think we're going to stop there because the show is getting pretty long and we still have to talk about all the fantastic things there are to do at Walt Disney World (laughs) on your honeymoon. Special different things that you didn't even know that you could do at Walt Disney World. So if you tune in next week, you'll hear part two of how to plan your Walt Disney World honeymoon. But Lori, tell my listeners where they can find out more information about your services and Fairy Godmother Travel Services. Sure. There's a few different ways. So again, I'm Lori Gatch Delaney. The agency I'm with is Fairy Godmother Travel. Um, you can go to the fairygodmothertravel.com webpage. That's the business page. I have my own personal Facebook page for the business. So you would just have to search for Lori Gatch Delaney, which is G-A-C-H hyphen Delaney at Fairy Godmother Travel. That'll come up in Facebook. Also, you can email me at lori at fairygodmothertravel.com. And also, I can be reached by phone or text, and my business phone number is 
410-710-7884. Well, this is great stuff, Lori. Thank you so much for being on the show today to talk about where to stay, where to eat, and how to let people know that you're celebrating at Walt Disney World when you're there on your honeymoon. And I will chat with you next week when we talk about what to do at Walt Disney World on your honeymoon. Thanks for joining me. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, Carrie. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide. Available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com slash weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com.